Hello, I'm Sarah Archer and welcome to episode 93 of the Speaking Club podcast. Well, after his car crash interview, companies are racing to cut ties with Prince Andrew. On the upside, though, there are rumours he'll be the new frontman for Lynx Deodorant. Welcome to the Speaking Club podcast, because making them laugh is the secret sauce to your speaking, pitching and business success. And now your host, Sarah Archer. Well, hi there. So today, I want to talk to you about the most valuable commodity around, and that is attention. With the ever-increasing number of distractions, it has never been harder to get. And on top of that, there are some assumptions you might be making that will make it even more difficult for you to succeed in getting your message through. And that is why in this episode... I'm going to be sharing what I've discovered about attention so that you can maximise your chance of speaking success. But before I do that, I firstly want to say thank you because the Speaking Club has just passed 50,000 downloads, which is brilliant. And I really hope that you're enjoying the show and it's helping you on your speaking and business journey. And if you have got value from the podcast, do you know, I wanted to ask you to do me a favour. Would you be able to spare me two minutes to pop over to iTunes and leave a rating or review for the Speaking Club podcast? And the reason why, there's two reasons. One of them is I love hearing feedback about the show. It's really cool and it gives me a little bit of a buzz to read that stuff. And, you know, makes it worthwhile, makes it easy for me to keep going and doing it. And the second reason is that it helps the show get found by other people. Oh, and while you're over there, if you haven't subscribed already, then make sure you do that too. Smashing. Let's get cracking. Okay, I discovered a large part of what I'm going to cover today from a book called Pitch Anything by Oren Claff. Uh, I put a link to it in the show notes for you. And this book basically completely changed the way I think and teach about pitches and presentations. The first thing that I want to cover is all about the human brain, which is important for this whole topic. Now, the first thing I want to say is the human brain developed in three stages, okay? First of all, we got our old brain, sometimes called the monkey brain or the lizard brain, or as Oren calls it, the crock brain. Now, it's the point of entry for all information. And it also produces strong, basic emotions and drives our fight or flight response. But what it doesn't do very well is reasoning. Okay, then next comes the middle bit of our brain. And this takes care of the meaning of things and deciphers social situations. And lastly, we have the neocortex. This is the newest part of our brain and it's where we do our problem solving and complex reasoning. So when I used to sit down to write a pitch or presentation, I used my new, clever neocortex to pull it together because I assumed the target of my message would be listening to it at that same logical reasoning level. Boy, was I wrong. As I mentioned, 
every bit of information we receive is going through our croc brain. And when our croc brain receives this information, it evaluates it based on the following criteria. Is it going to kill me? Is it new? Is it complicated? And depending on the answers the croc brain gets, it will run the following programs. If it's not dangerous, ignore it. If it's not new and exciting, ignore it. If it's a new thing, summarize it as quickly as possible and leave out the details. Basically, do not send anything up to the neocortex unless the situation is unexpected and out of the ordinary. So on top of all that as well, our croc brain is focused on our survival. And part of that is about conserving energy. So if what you're saying isn't easy to understand, then the croc brain is going to ignore it because the energy it takes uh, to process that, it decides is not worth it. So if your pitch or presentation is full of information, facts and figures, or the concepts you're trying to get across are complex and abstract, you might as well be shouting into the wind. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we use the term pay attention because attention costs us energy and we only have a finite amount of it. That means if you want someone to pay attention to you, then you've got to earn it. So how do you do that? Well, before I go into that, I need to tell you a bit about what attention is made of. So attention happens when someone is feeling both desire and tension. And there are two chemicals that drive these feelings. Dopamine is the chemical of desire and something called norepinephrine. I keep thinking, every time I say that, I keep thinking of my darling Clementine. Norepinephrine, norepinephrine. Anyway, it helps me remember it. Hopefully it'll help you too. Anyway, no repine frying causes us to feel tension. And both of these together make us human beings act fast and pay attention. But let's talk about dopamine first. Dopamine triggers when we anticipate a reward. And we get a big hit when something is a novelty or a surprise. And it doesn't have to be a big thing either. A video about a new piece of gadge or a product demo can provide novelty. Uh, A new idea provides novelty. Good metaphors that make complex ideas relatable provide novelty. Uh, Unusual images, you know, moving images as well, animations, that sort of thing. They provide novelty. That's why they're so effective. And um, you might not be surprised to hear that Facebook has been designed to give us dopamine hits each time we get a notification. And talking of Facebook, last week I went to London with my client and my friend Vicky Martin, who is a speaker, a medical tattoo artist and previous guest on the show. You may have heard that show. So we were up in London because we were protesting about Facebook because it keeps shutting the accounts down of people who post 
photos in groups of areola tattoos on women who've had a mastectomy after breast cancer. So if you put up a photo of a tattoo on your um, boob, it will get treated as pornography and you'll get blocked. So Vicky organized for a massive inflatable breast to be put up outside Facebook HQ. And she took along 50 women to stand by the breast who were singing. Now, the people in the offices across the street were at the windows looking, traffic stopped, and the video and the story of the massive boob outside Facebook was the number two most viewed story on the BBC and has since gone viral. Why? Because seeing a massive inflatable boob on the street outside Facebook was a novelty and a big surprise, and people wanted to find out the story behind it. A massive hit of dopamine there. But dopamine on its own is not enough to keep attention. You also need our old friend, no repine frine, and tension to keep people engaged. So let's talk about that. No repine frine is triggered when there is something to be gained or lost. That means, you know, when they're high stakes, basically. And that is why a story without conflict we find boring. If we watch a film, right, and everything goes brilliantly for the hero, like it all comes to easy, like he wins the lottery in the first five minutes and then he's just spending the money he won the rest of the movie, it's going to be a bit boring, to be fair. Um, you know, tension and the different obstacles that a hero needs to overcome and their reaction to them is what keeps us hooked to a story, to a film, to a book, whatever, okay? So you need both surprise and tension to grab and keep attention. And I think, actually, I was thinking about this, I think that's why magic and comedy work so well to keep us hooked because in both of those, you know, you are creating tension and surprise all the time. And that's also why in your talks, you should keep opening and closing gaps to keep your audience hooked. And I'm sure I've talked about cliffhangers, uh, you know, on TV before an advert, they'll have a cliffhanger. And then before at the end of the episode, they'll have a cliffhanger because they want you to come back. So they are creating novelty intention to make you come back. Often, though, what I found is that we can shy away from creating tension in our talks and our pitches because we want people to like us. But you need to get over that. You've heard me say previously that you need to be polarizing and provocative. And this is a big part of the reason why, because it creates tension. It makes people care and it makes us and our message much more interesting. So don't shy away from creating tension. Embrace it because it is doing you a massive favor. Um, okay. And I've also done a whole episode, number 65, and I'll link to it in the show notes on why and how you should use what I call a lightning bolt open and close in your presentations and pitches, to be fair. Hopefully you can see why now, because I want you to shock your audience because you've got to connect with and get past the old crock brain first. So 
grab and keep attention using desire and tension. Now, what I want to leave you with is the most powerful tool for grabbing and keeping attention. And that is, I'm sure it's not a surprise to you, a story. That's right. Because if you can find a way to communicate your big idea with a story, you will have so much more success with the croc brain for all of these reasons, right? Firstly, because if you can use people or everyday things in your story, complex or abstract concepts become more concrete, become more simple, and they become more relatable. It takes less energy for your croc brain to process so it will pass it on up. As stories create emotion and novelty, we don't know what's going to happen. So we pay attention. And we've been conditioned to do that since the dawn of humankind, since they were picture stories in a cave. We've been conditioned to do it. And lastly, good stories also have tension and conflict. And because of our mirror neurons, I've talked about those before, um, we feel like we're living through the protagonist that by seeing that person go through those emotions, through those obstacles, it triggers us to feel the same emotions, even though we're just watching. So if I haven't already won you over by all of the 92 other episodes of the podcast, then hopefully this will do it. Because if you can do a story, it will get past the crock brain. That is another benefit. Okay, so your takeaways for this episode are when you're creating your pitch or your talk, keep the croc brain in mind because that is where it will land first. Keep your message as simple as possible to minimize the energy your audience needs to expend to understand it. And you also need to be thinking about that in relation to your websites as well. Make the user experience simple. Make it easy for people to get to where they need to go. If you confuse them, you will lose them. Understand? Okay, create desire and tension to grab and keep attention. Next, find ways to shock or surprise your audience to make them stop and use gaps and curiosity to keep them listening. And finally, use stories to mesmerize the croc brain and keep your audience connected and engaged to your message. There you go. That is me done. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I know there's lots of them out there, but obviously they're not as good as this one. And if you did enjoy the show, remember, go and leave a rating or review on iTunes. I do love getting them. And now you know why. Because I get a big dopamine hit. And also it really, really does make a, a big difference to other people finding the show. And finally, as I said, if you're not subscribed, hit that button now and yeah, leave a rating review. That'd be awesome. Well, all that's left for me to say is have a fantastic week and don't you forget to go out and grab your life by the nuts and get crocking. Did you see what I did there? (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Speaking Club podcast at www.saraharcher.co.uk.